Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Who is worthy in your life? Some may say, you know, look at that guy. That person graduated from really good college and he has a really good job or she has great ability and capability and she achieves so many things. So she is definitely worthy to be my friend or co-worker. Or what about the place? Look at that place. You know, that place is so near the beach and, uh, you know, that good, great neighborhood and affluent and uh, they're so peaceful and quiet. So that place is worthy for me to live, for my family to live. We have all kinds of different metrics or standards for us to think it's worthy. Now, today, I want us to look at how the Bible says about worthiness. As we go through Book of Revelation to navigate the future, there is someone who is worthy of all and who he is. Who is he? And uh, how do we know that he is worthy? So that's something that I want us to look at. So let's look at Revelation chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. And I saw between the throne with the four living creatures, and the elders a lamb standing, as if slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. When he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each one holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals. For you were slain and purchased for God with your blood, men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. Revelation 5, 6-10. There are three things I want to draw from this passage. The first one is, who is worthy? Second question is, why he is worthy? The third one is, how to react to his worthiness. Okay, so let's go back to today's verse. So I want us to look at the first question is, who is worthy? Look at verse 6. It says, when I saw between the throne with the four living creatures, we learned about this, and then also elders last week, the four living creatures means uh, the angels, and the elders, 24 elders, uh, 24 elders mean representative of people of God. So they were, uh, in between them, a lamb was standing. Lamb. So, this is the answer. This is who worthy, uh, who he is worthy. So, he is the Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, and also he is the Lion of Judah, Lamb of God. As if slain, that means crucified, Jesus died for our sins. So, Jesus is worthy. Okay, let's continue in this verse. It says, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. Now, what is this seven horns and seven eyes? Now, seven horns, horns means power. Seven means perfect, perfect power. So, the Lamb of God, Jesus, has the perfect power power and seven eyes it says it's which are the seven spirits of god if you remember seven spirits the perfect spirit which is the holy spirit and uh is it it's a holy spirit and seven eyes perfect eyes perfect vision so jesus has the perfect power and perfect vision so when you look at when you look at that description itself it's like wow that is very unique and perfect so he is definitely worthy um, of praise but we'll get into why he is really worthy so let's continue 
It says, sent out the Holy Spirit, the seven, spirit, uh, seven spirits of God, seven eyes, were sent out into all the earth. And he, Jesus, came and took the book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. When he had taken the book, and the prayers go on. Now, let me give you some context here. So, in this passage, chapter 5, right before today's passage, uh, there was a the, uh, the great heavenly scenery that the, 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 the God the Father was holding the book, the book of judgment. But nobody could take the book, open it. So, when John saw this, the one of the disciples of Jesus saw this, he was so sad and he cried so bitterly. Because there was nobody who was worthy to take this book, open it, seal it. There's no one who can do that. But the angel came and said, do not worry because there is one who is worthy, who is exclusively worthy. He's the only one who is worthy. And then uh, the passage goes on. It says, it is the Lamb of God. Jesus Christ is the only one who is worthy to take this book and open it. So let's go back to this verse again. It says in verse 7, He, Jesus, came and took the book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. So we can see here, Jesus, the Lamb of God, is worthy of all. He is exclusively worthy. None, the other, no other gods or no other, uh, even the angels, the powerful angels, and Michael, uh, Gabriel, none of them could take this except Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. So we can see uh, this great scenery of the Jesus who is worthy of all. Now, look at verse 8. It says, When he had taken this book, the four living creatures, uh, creatures, the angels, and the 24 elders, the representative of people of God, fell down before the Lamb, and they began to praise the Lord. And look at verse, uh, a few verses down. It says, Worthy are you, worthy are you, who take the book and break its seals. Okay? So we can see definitely that Jesus is worthy. Now the question is, why is he worthy? Because some people might say, hmm, because he is, he has, per he has the perfect power, he has the perfect vision, he has the perfect eyes, he, he, everything is perfect. So that's why he must be worthy. Let me say, uh, some people say, yes, he has the perfect GPA, he has the perfect education, he lives in the perfect neighborhood, and he, he drives the perfect car, so that's why he is worthy. Is that, uh, what, what is it really worth for? I mean, of course, Jesus is, his perfectness is different from the perfectness of the world. He is intimately, infinitely perfect, true perfect. So that itself is worthy of praise. But today's passage approaches in a different way. So let's look at uh, today's verse again. If you look at uh, the, uh, continue, let's continue in verse here. It says, for, for, so you can see the reason why we praise you, why we say you are worthy. It says, for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. 
Amen. So you can clearly see the reason why he is worthy, the reason why we call, the reason why we are praising him for his worthiness is because of the gospel truth that Jesus sacrificed himself. Jesus died for our sins. And he shed his blood to purchase us. Now, Mark chapter 10, verse 45, Jesus tells us very clearly about the reason why he came to the world. He came not to be served, but to serve and to give himself as the ransom for many to pay for us to be saved from bondage of sin and death. So this angels and the people, the rep, representative of the people of God, were all praising together. They're focus. They're focusing on Jesus Christ. They fix their eyes on Jesus Christ, and then they're praising uh, Jesus. You are worthy because of your humble sacrifice, because of your loving sacrifice to forgive our sins. That you died so that we praise you for your worthiness. Let's pause a little bit here. You know, normally in the world, we want to praise someone for his achievement or accomplishment, something that everyone can see and revere. Not many people just uh, praise uh, people for uh, the, uh, the uh, humbleness or sacrifice. But here we see that it's not about the achievement, accomplishment according to the worldly standard, but God's standard, the stand, true standard of worthiness is really the humble submission that Jesus died. He obeyed to the point of death as in the Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 8. So that is really the cause and the foundation of worthiness. Now, um, as we see the tragic news uh, of a war between Hamas and Israel, we also hear a heroic story. There was an Israeli female soldier. She fought really bravely, and she also died uh, bravely that she died for her um, fair fellow soldiers. So that her story is becoming very famous, and it's everywhere in the um, social media. So we can definitely see the different level of worthiness, different level of respect. Because when someone achieves a lot and when people respect it, that's understandable, that's honorable. However, when someone lays down his or her life for somebody else, that is totally unconditional love and sacrifice. And then we can definitely see that that is a heroic and brave and worthy to be praised and respected. How much more about our God? God died for us. Now, this Israeli soldier, she died for the country. I mean, country is worth. And then our friends and fellow workers and fellow soldiers, they are worth fellow family members, we can die for them pretty easy. I mean, death is not easy, but our love, unconditional love for them would be easy. However, Jesus' death for us is different because we are not worthy. Compared to the holiness of God, we sinned against Him and we disobeyed God. We are separated from Him. So we do not have any worth. We are His enemy. There's no. We don't deserve His uh, love for us. We deserve His wrath. We deserve hell. That is the truth. We are not worthy. But Jesus, who is fully worthy, died, sacrificed His own life for the people like you and me, unworthy people. So that is the totally different scale of love. And then 
we can see in this passage, let's look at today's passage again, the last part, which it says, blood men from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. So what does that really mean? Now, Jesus' sacrifice is not only for one country or one people or fellow family members only, but his death is for everyone, every tribe, every nation. So this is a totally different scale of worthiness that it, it transcends culture, different languages, and all kinds of differences. I mean, different culture and different places might have their, their different heroes. Imagine that um, uh, you list uh, all kinds of famous people like Buddha, Muhammad, and uh, Confucius, and all these people. They are uh, respected so much by their own cultural people, by their descendants, and whatnot. But there is a common thing for all of them. Do you know what that is? None of them died for us. There may be a great people, great wise people, but none of them died for us. But Jesus... He is the only one who died for us, and He came to die for us. That itself is exclusively worthy, that Jesus is the worthy of all, so that He is the only one whom we can praise, that He is worthy of our praise. Why is He worthy? Because He died for us. His sacrifice that itself is worthy. It's enough for worthiness. Not just for few people, everyone. Not just for a few days, but always. 24-7, all eternity. He is worthy to be praised because of what He has done. So, how should we react to this worthiness, to His worthiness? So, let's go back to today's passage again. Um, let's see here. The angels and 24 elders, they were praising the Lord in this way. And then um, let's look at the uh, this verse one more time. And then 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each one holding a harp. What is harp? It's a music. And golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers. So we see the praise and prayers going together. So in Philippians chapter 4, uh, 6 through 7, we see that we give petition, which is prayer, with thanksgiving, which is praise. Praise and prayer always go together. To the worthiness of Christ Jesus, we need to praise Him, but also we need to pray. And this this verse kind of encourages, encourages me because we can see that our prayers, the prayers of the saints are not abandoned, but God listens to their prayers. Not only receiving our praise, but also He listens to our prayers. So, upward toward God, we need to praise and we need to pray. But at the same time, you see in verse 10, you, Jesus, have made, has made them, the, every tribe and every nation, every tongue who are believers, Jesus made them to be, what? The kingdom and priests to our God. And they will reign upon the earth. So what does that tell you? So downward, upward, we need to praise God. We need to pray to Him. But downward, we need to live as the kingdom. And also we need to live as priests. So we rule. The rule upon the world with justice. 
with love. So what does the really uh, what does the kingdom mean? Kingdom is the place where the king is. Our who is the king? Our true king is Jesus Christ because he is worthy. But also we became his children. We became his people. God did not create us. God did not call us to be coward. God, God did not call us to live under fear because we are king's children. Just look at what, how the king's children would look like, act like. They will have a full confidence in the kings. So they will have a courage. They will have a brave heart, not because they are worthy, but because of who's their, who's, who their father is, who their king is. Our king is Jesus Christ who conquered the world. So we need to trust in him and depend on him and we need to live as the king's child, king's children. We are his kingdom. And also, we are his priests. Who are the priests? They are representative of God that as the, temp the, as the, uh, the uh, priests in the Old Testament, they represented who God was, but also they represented who people were. As they were bringing all the sacrifices to the Lord, they were representing people. So they were like a kind of mediator. Who is our true priest? He is Jesus Christ. He is the ultimate priest, but we are like a small priest that we represent who God is in the world, but also we lead people, we bring people uh, to the Lord so that we, uh, we live a life of living sacrifice as in the Romans chapter 12 1 but also this very verse that we are God has made us as his kingdom and priests it's the same in the first Peter chapter 2 verse 9 we see the great identity that we are his kingdom and we are his priests now this is amazing upward we praise the Lord and we pray but downward to the world we live like the king and we live as the priests, that we must live courageously, confidently in God, but also we need to continue to uh, reach out to the world and bring more people to Christ Jesus. So, how should we live with all this truth? Number one, we need to recognize that Jesus is worthy of all. Now, it's very easy to be distracted because we think that, look at that person, he looks like he's so worthy, look at the place, I mean, that place looks so worthy, look at the car, house, and we can see all kinds of things who are very, really, pseudo or fake, lesser, glorious, uh, worthy. So that if we pay attention to too much on those things, on our smartphone, on our social media, on our TV screen, then we will lose sight of who Christ Jesus is. We will lose sight of the worthiness of Christ Jesus. And they will be distracted and deceived by the worldly worthiness so that we'll not even know how Jesus is worthy. We need to fix our eyes on Christ Jesus as in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12 too because the more you know Jesus, the more you will know how worthy He is. Just the fact that Jesus died for us, these 24 elders and angels bowed down before the Lord. They fell down before the Lord and they praised the Lord. Nobody could open this book of God but only Christ Jesus, because He is the only one who ultimately sacrificed, who ultimately truly obeyed to the Lord to the point of death for us. He is worthy. Nobody died for us. Even if you love this uh, pop singers and this uh, great novelist and scientist, all of them, they yeah, they achieved a lot. They, res they deserve some kind of respect, but not forever, because none of them died for us. None of them love you. None of them loves, loves us. But Jesus loves us, because He surely sacrificed 
sacrificed his whole body. His, he shed his blood. He sh- he, uh, his body was torn because of his unconditional true love for you. So he is worthy. Always think about this. So I want to, I want to encourage you to meditate on his love, his death for you, his resurrection for you, at least every day, for a few minutes every day. And then that will bring you a newness of life, of praise and worship toward God, not on the other things. Listen to the praise songs that talk about uh, sacrificial death for us, his ransom for us through his blood. And then listen to it, and not just to listen to it, but sing, sing along with it. Today's passage talk about new song. You don't have to be the music composer, you don't have to be the musician to do that, but your song can come out from your heart, just praising the Lord and focusing on Him about the worthiness of Jesus Christ. So that is what we need to do continually. And a second, uh, the life of prayer and constant prayer and praise. That must be our life. I mean, we don't have to wait too long to go to heaven to praise and pray to the Lord. We always can do that here. You know, Paul and Silas, when they were in the prison, Acts, in Acts chapter 16, verses 24 26, even though they were in a very dire situation, they still praised the Lord. Now, when you look at all the situations that are going on in the world, like war, disease, and all that, you know, it's very easy to be discouraged and dismayed, and we may not, we may not want to praise the Lord. We may want to complain about complain to God about what happened uh, in the world, but instead, think about the worthiness of Jesus Christ. As we are navigating the future, maybe the future may look dark for most of the people, but we are believers, believers in Christ Jesus. We know Jesus is coming. Who is worthy is coming. That itself must excite us so that we need to praise Him, we need to pray to Him. At the same time, we need to live as the priest. We need to live as the kingdom. Now think about the kingdom. We're not in a poor place, but we are in the best place, most powerful fortress. So we must have the confidence, not in us, not in our work, but in Christ Jesus alone, so that let's not live cowardly, but let's live very confidently, trusting in the Lord. Let's go out to the world and let's act Let's live as a priest. Let's represent who God is. Let's show who God is. And then let's also lead more, uh, bring more people to Christ Jesus by proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. We need to confidently share the gospel of Jesus because He is worthy. There are so many people who are dis- distracted and deceived by false worthiness. We need to tell them that Jesus is truly worthy. Remember, Jesus is worthy not only in the one particular country for a few people, but for every nation, every town. Think about the heaven. Heaven is not only one ethnic group, but all ethnicities, everyone from all around the world, uh, every, every language will be represented in heaven. So, even now, doesn't, um, just do not select one people group over the other. Whoever that is, Go to them and share the gospel of Jesus Christ and say He is worthy of all. No matter what country you're from or what religion you have, Jesus is the only one who died for you so that He deserves your praise. He is worthy of all. So let's live like a king. Let's live like a priest. So that Jesus, He is worthy because He died for us. And let's pray and let's praise as we live as the kingdom and priest. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful and powerful, encouraging message for us. Father, let us not forget who we are. 
because you called us, you made us as kingdom and a priest. But before we、uh, think about who we are, we want to think about who you are and what you have done. Father, we know that you have sent your son Jesus Christ to die for us, and that itself deserves all the praise for eternity. That Jesus is the worthy one because he is the only one who died for us. He is the only one who can open the book. He is worthy. So, Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful truth for us. And I pray that we will not be dismayed and dismayed by, dismayed by that truth, but we will be always holding on to that truth deeply into our hearts so that wherever we go, whatever situation and difficulties we go through, let us not forget about this, the worthiness of Jesus Christ. So, the toils and sufferings that we do for the sake of Christ Jesus is not in vain, it's not wasted, but it is all blessing. And then we will see Jesus face to face. What a great day that is awaiting for us. So, come, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much for your love for us. And we praise you and we worship you. And help us to live as the kingdom and priest continue. We thank and praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen.